Al, it -hmm. is finally time to talk about one of the most recent controversial games. (laughs) Just took us a little while. For for one of us to actually play it. Boy, yeah. This there's a lot to talk about with this game. I And also not a lot to talk about with this game. It's (laughs) it's weird. Oh no. It's gonna be a mess. Either way, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the seasonal anime checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. This is episode number two hundred and seventy seven. And we're going to finally talk about Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. It is, it, it's, it is unprecedented to see a game get so much hype in its pre-release coverage and then come out and just be a complete mess. Yep. And the, and just the, the general public perception just basically do a 180. Like you don't see that happen very often, and this is just this is one of those cases. You also don't see games getting pulled off of retail stores. Nope. By one of the the console makers. Nope. There's there's I mean look, we, there's a lot to talk about with this game. A lot of you are going to know the story of this game <laughs> and everything, but we're gonna try our best to kind of put all that together and see exactly what's up with this game Mm -hmm. you know a year and a half later essentially (laughs) oh man so this game came out on december 10th 2020 which does not feel right i feel like this game came out last year but it's just you it never got out of the news cycle it felt like it was just something else came up with it and something else came up with it and then something else came up with it and so on and so forth uh new yeah the PS5 Xbox Series X versions came out on February 15th, 2022. Uh, that is the version I played. I played the PS5 version, so I have a little bit of a different viewpoint on this game compared to how other console players might have. Mm-hmm. I guess for clarification also, I bought this game off eBay used because I did not want to give CD Projekt Red money. <laughs> um, understandably so. I appreciate the fact that you did that. I bought it really cheap, and then Best Buy, like, le- last week was like, hey, we're going to sell this game for $5, and I was like, hmm. $5. $5. Wow. Also, the person I bought this from on eBay was literally, like, lives a town away from me, and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is the uh, the follow-up from The Witcher 3 for CD Projekt Red. They got Keanu Reeves in this game. And every time they showed this off pre-release, it looked just ridiculous. Yep. It looked wild. It looked incredible. It was insane. And then it came out, and then everyone was like, Oh. What happened here? <laughs> this is not what we were promised. No. Um, I, Where do we start with this? Do um, we just start with all the controversies and then go from there? Because I think that's the way we got to do this. That sounds like a good start to me. Oh, man. So, yeah. Um, I feel like the first big red flag of this game was that review copies were sent out. Yep. You know, before the game came out. And it was basically only the PC version got sent out. Yep. Along with CD Projekt Red giving, like, a very ridiculous embargo and also making people sign NDAs for it. Mm-hmm. To basically kind of 
fabricate what this game technically was. Yep. And how it ran. And how it ran. So, like, the PC version of this game has scored really well. Right. The console versions, on the other hand, well, the the previous-gen console versions did not at all. Mm -mm. (laughs) For clarification, uh, the Metacritic for PC, as of this recording, is at an 86. Because, like, it ran fine there, for the most part. I mean, still there's stuff wrong with the game. But, like, the performance-wise, it ran pretty well if you had the hardware for it. It was was functional. Yes. PS4. 57, Xbox One, 61. Oof. Uh, also, the PS5 has, is at a 75, and the Xbox Series X is at an 87. Which I will say, as as someone who played the current-gen versions of this game, performance-wise, it was completely fine. There was no weird frame rate issues. Like, there's some technical stuff here and there, I think, you know, you can talk about, but, like, performance-wise, it was really okay. Like, I only had the one time the game crashed the fi- the, the final mission, which I thought was very funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I didn't have like any of the wild, you know, stories that I heard or anything like that of like how the console versions ran. Which is, I think it's supposed to make sense because like the hardware for the current gen consoles is going to be more on par with like you know good PCs and everything. So like, it's going to run better that way. Right. Getting this game to run on the previous gen was clearly a nightmare that they should not have attempted no they no 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 (laughs) i should have just canned them if they knew it wasn't going to work and they very obviously knew it wasn't going to work yeah um there was also the issue where one of the the things in the game the brain dance sequences which is like a way for you to go inside like someone's memories and like do investigation and stuff Mm -hmm. was causing epileptic seizures Woo. And apparently no one caught that in developing this video game somehow. Which is wild. Uh, I think they have basically removed that aspect. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as intense or, like, even a thing anymore. So that's that's a good thing. There's also an epileptic warning now in the game, which was not in at launch. Man, imagine doing that. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, reviewers, by the way, this is what they uh, they praised and criticized of the video game. They praised the quality of the story as well as the depth and expansiveness of side quests, immersive atmosphere of the world, visual quality, and freshness of the cyberpunk setting. The game systems such as crafting, driving mechanics, and combat received a mixed response. Some critics, while acknowledging the game's many strengths, nonetheless criticized this shallow portrayal of the cyberpunk genre and also described this portrayal of related themes such as anti-capitalism and anarchism as ironic. Others took issue with the portrayal of transgender people who they felt were fetishized by in-game material but were not given any meaningful narrative in the role. A role in the narrative, excuse me. Which, yeah, that makes 100% sense. As someone who's played this game. <laughs> I will say, like, they really go, like, over the edge and trying to be edgelordy with, like, a lot of the in-game advertisements. Like, it is all just, like, sexualized advertisements. Gross. And it, it gets to the point where, like, it just beats you over the head with it, and it's ridiculous. Like, going to, like, the, the transgender criticism, like, there's definitely a um, an advertisement you see constantly in the game of just, like, a lady who's advertising this drink called, I think, like, Mix It Up or something. And she clearly, very vividly, visit, visibly has a penis. And it's just like, why did you think this was a good idea? <laughs> I mean, I think that, like, 
if you're trying to do this in a way that's like critiquing, not not that particular ad, that one just should have never happened. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, like if you're doing it as like a way to like make a cultural critique or something like that, like it can be done. It can be, but they obviously were of, not the people to do it. No, a lot of these guys <laughs> are just like, hey, we we really liked South Park in 1999 and Oof. pro wrestling in 1999 and just Oof. loved edgy stuff. So this is what we're doing. Ew. It's it's a lot like that. So yeah, uh, let's also talk about there's a lot of stuff on this Wikipedia. We're just gonna read because it's just a lot, and it'll give you a good kind of synopsis of everything. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the tech issues and the controversies post-launch. All right, let's do it. The release of Cyberpunk was a high-profile event. It was considered a disastrous launch as a result of the game suffering from numerous bugs and performance issues, particularly particularly on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions. The Guardian called this release a shambles, while the New York Times said it was among the most conspicuous disasters in the industry's history, with CD Projekt Red prominently failing to meet expectations for what was anticipated to be the biggest game release of the year. Other gaming industry commentators have described the post-launch reception of Cyberpunk as a fall from grace for CD Projekt Red, who had previously enjoyed a fiercely pro-consumer reputation. Which is true, because, like, you know, everyone... There was a lot of positive responses to The Witcher 3, which also had its own post-launch issues that mm-hmm. they had to fix mm-hmm. um gog was a big you know popular thing with its anti-drm stuff what they were doing with releasing games and all that sort of stuff and then once this game came out it was just like whoop, the switch was flipped uh some of the initial reviews that had been based on, based on the pc version of the game were later updated to add a caveat about the notable difference in performance between this version and its console releases because of the game's performance on consoles, CD Projekt issued an apology, particularly for their pre-release secrecy regarding these versions, concluding that unsatisfied customers could opt for refunds. That's also a thing. I forgot that they were like, hey, you can refund this game through us. Yeah, that that's also something that you don't normally see. Yeah. This was initially followed by multiple reports of players unable to get said refund. CD Projekt Red later stated that they had no specific deals in place with either Microsoft or Sony to facilitate such an action. Refunds are dealt with according to standard refund policies. Which it was a mess. Standard refund policies can be a mess, especially like with retail stores, like with a GameStop. If your game is open, like you can't return it you can only trade it in and so like mm-hmm. you have that kind of nonsense you have to deal with so yeah i mean it was kind of uh, i guess for lack of a better word a cluster yeah <laughs> yay on december 17th 2020 sony announced that it would offer refunds to customers who had purchased cyberpunk 2077 through the playstation store and re- remember this is seven days after the game was released yep removed it from the store until further notice yep they returned to they returned to the store in June 2021. Damn. The PlayStation Store warned users that users continue to experience performance issues with this game. Purchase for use on PS4 systems is not recommended. Wow. Really? Like that's still on the like listing? I I don't know if it still is, but that was it at the time. Like when they brought it back, that was the warning they gave you. Like hey, this game's still f- that's insane. I mean, like, I guess it makes sense, but like, geez, that's God, I feel like this game just like broke ground in like all the worst ways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Xbox One version of the game remained available for purchase from the online Microsoft Store, albeit with a warning about the game's performance issues. P- players who bought the game through the Microsoft Store were also offered refunds. 
In the U.S., GameStop accepted returns of box versions of the game, even if the box was open, an exception to the store's usual refund policy. Although the game's reviews were largely positive, its aggregate store was thought to be disappointing by analysts. CD, Project S, or CD Projekt's stock fell by up to 9.4% after the publication of Metacritic's reviews. The review aggregation OpenCritic criticized CD Projekt Red for deliberately attempting to misrepresent the game and not delivering review copies for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, knowing it would receive negative reviews. A class action lawsuit representing those making investments in CD Projekt during 2020 was filed on, 20, on December 24, 2020 in California, asser- asserting that the company made fraudulent claims to the state of cyberpunk as to mislead those investors. A second similar class action suit had been filed by January 2021. By May 2021, four separate lawsuits against CD Projekt had been filed over cy- uh, cyberpunk and had been subsequently merged into one common action. Cyberpunk... Cy- CD Projekt settled with the investors in December 2021, providing 1.85 million U.S. dollars to the group as part of the terms. Poland's Office of Competition and Consumer Protection began an investigation of the game in January 2021, asking CD Projekt for an explanation regarding problems with the game and actions taken by them. Having previously asked its employees to work six-day weeks for several final months of the development of the game, the company ditched plans to tie developer bonuses to review scores, choosing instead to pay out the full bonus regardless. Because I... That was also a big controversy was that, oh, hey, they were not treating their developers well. Nope. Not at all. Uh, Jason Schreier of Bloomberg said that based on discussions with CD Projekt developers, a major reason for the poor performance of Cyberpunk on release was underestimating the effort that would be needed. While more than twice as many developers were brought on board to help with the game compared to The Witcher 3, CD Projekt had only expected the same amount of time to complete the game, so that the bulk of development towards the game only began in late 2016. The expanded scope of Cyberpunk, including the game's new engine, had created difficulties, and while there were more developers, there was less organization of their various functions that further hampered the development, according to Schreier's report. Many developers urged management to hold off on the game's release. Co-CEO, I don't know how to pronounce Polish names, but the co-CEO issued an open message to players on January 13th, 2021, apologizing for the state of the game and the company's plans to correct it. He stated the company underestimated the risk in bringing a game optimized to run on personal computers over to consoles, particularly the old Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. He specifically faulted the in-game streaming engine that was used to load in assets from storage on the fly as the player moved through the game, which was scaled back to work on the older consoles. While they had tested these versions as they were approached release, they had not seen the same issues that players had reported in the release version. He affirmed that the developers were not responsible for the release state of the game, but instead this was the choice made by himself and the other management of the company. Besides working to issue refunds and bring the game to a state to return it to the PlayStation Store, he outlined a year-long path that will involve multiple patches to bring the older console versions to better performance, and then looking to optimize the game for newer consoles prior to any further additional content development. I will say during like this whole release, snafu, I guess, um, <laughs> I was just like tied to J- Jason Schreier's Twitter account, because mm-hmm. he was like on top of it. Oh, man. It was just a lot to talk about with this game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it just kept coming. It just kept coming. And it's still coming. Yeah. They don't stop coming. Um, I do know when they brought this game to, like, the next, the current-gen consoles, they put out, like, a free trial for a limited time. They gave you, like, you can play the first, like, five or six hours of the game, mm-hmm. which is an interesting thing because it runs really well in those first five or six hours before, like, it starts to get janky. <laughs> Man. Which is uh, which is interesting. Hmm. 
So yeah, let's talk a little bit about the development of this game. Let's do it. For how much is in here. Uh, Cyberpunk was developed by CD Projekt Red Studio in Warsaw and Krakow. That's probably not how you pronounce that, but you know. While the Rollcall, that's also probably not how you pronounce that, office devoted about 40 <laughs> people to research and development. It was based on Mike Pondsmith's cyberpunk role-playing game franchise. Pondsmith started cons consulting on the project in 2012. He also appears in it as a character. The game drew its influences from the 1982 film Blade Runner, manga and anime series Ghost in the Shell, and video game System Shock and Deus Ex. Pondsmith's follow-up to cyberpunk version 3.0, Cyberpunk Red, also made an impact on the lore. The game cost an estimated 1.2 billion Polish monies. I don't know how they pronounce oh, their money. Polish thing. monies. <laughs> Which is about $313 million to develop, making it one of the most expensive games ever made. Wow. Where does it land on the list? It is at number two. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. Behind What's number one? Star Citizen. But that game hasn't come out yet, so that's just a money laundering I would say, scheme. I would say it's never going to come out, so. Yes. <laughs> uh, the game entered pre-production with approximately 50 staff members after CD Projekt Red finished The Witcher 3. Which, if we remember from earlier, mm -hmm. I think we saw this, or I don't know how many. Was, there's a lot more that's going to end up working on this game than 50. Yeah. <laughs> the team has expanded over time, surpassing the size of the team for The Witcher 3. After the release of The Wild Hunt, the team began to upgrade its Red Engine 3 for Cyberpunk 2077, which went on to use the engine's next iteration, Red Engine 4, which I guess should be mentioned that they took an engine. Mm hmm. That they made games, they made uh, third-person action RPGs in. Mm -hmm. And then took that engine and thought, we can just make a first-person action RPG in this engine that's also a first-person shooter. That's usually not, a, not a red flag of like, this is going to end bad. Yep. <laughs> like, you hear all the stuff about how um, EA has taken... Uh, Dice's Frostbite engine, mm -hmm. you know, the, the engine they used to make Battlefield, and tried to throw that into, like, Dragon Age and, like, Madden, <laughs> and everyone's like, this doesn't work. Ah, uh, yes. What are you doing? You know, when, when you when you think of Battlefield, you also think of Madden. That, that's, it's the same engine, which is, or at least <laughs> it used to be the same engine, but yeah, it's, I just make it's it, dumb. It's dumb. You, you should not do that. You need to think yes. of, like, what tool is the appropriate tool to do this task that I want to do. Usually it's not used the same engine when it's not built for that. Yeah. Usually, but, you know, who am I to say? Uh, CD Projekt Red was granted subsidies of $7 million U.S. million by the Polish government in 2017, which was used to hire team members to work on particular themes such as city creation and cinematic feel. In March 2018, a new studio opened in Rocklaw to aid the production. CD Projekt Red partnered with several companies, Digital Scapes to craft additional tools, NVIDIA for real-time ray tracing, QLog for quality assurance, and Jail Research to procedurally generate the lip sync for all 10 localizations. In 2018, CD Projekt Red stated they had focused on optimization from the start of the project. Yeah. Mm. Originally to include multiplayer features, this feature was later decided to be a post-release addition. That is not in the game. At least as of this recording. Maybe they'll put it in, but I doubt it. I doubt it. The first-person perspective was chosen to immerse players more than what third-person would allow. Cutscenes and gameplay were both in first-person to seamlessly blend together. The game features full nudity, which game director Adam Badowski said encapsulates the theme of transhumanism. The body is no longer sacrum, it's profanum, or sacred and profane. Which I guess is, is you can, it is to say, when you make your character, you just see your character butt naked. <laughs> Right at the rip. Wow. 
I didn't realize that. Yeah. So I was just, like making my lady character and then like her face and then it just zoomed out. I was like, oh, there's your hammer homers, I guess. <laughs> All right. I mean, is it like Barbie and Kendall or do you see No, everything? no, no. Oh, oh, my. They let you pick and choose those. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Is, is that necessary? No. Yeah. Like what? What? What does that add? Nothing. Okay. Well, I guess we're just trying to be edgy. Uh, the quest designers focus on enabling players to, d to decide the order in which quests are undertaken. Side quests are often made from unused parts of the main story. The story is made shorter from The Witcher 3's as CD Projekt found that many players had not finished the game as a result of its length. That game is long, so that's that makes sense. Um, also, I guess I should say I beat this game in like 40 hours and I did most of the side content. Or at least most of like the main side quests, not some of the other ancillary side content. But mm -hmm. yeah, take that for what you will. Animation systems were remade to better generate muscle movement, motion capture was improved, and environments were created from prefabricated designs. Reused models had their colors and details altered. Feedback from E3 2018 influenced the non-lethal playthrough and removed the male-female option and character customization, instead basing it on voice and body type. So essentially, like, you can pick a, like, masculine or feminine body and then also pick, like, what pronouns you decide you want to go by. So And that'll determine, like, what characters, like, say to you and call you and all that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um where was it okay here we go the script was written in polish and a separate team translated the dialogue into english persons translated into languages other than english were provided with both the original polish script and an english localization the english localization was the base of all languages ex all language versions except the polish one however it was not a detriment that had to be translated one-to-one -one and allowed translators to be creative there's a lot of translation in this game that's the, the gist of this right 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 <laughs> Uh, Night City was designed with the help of urban planners, and its architecture drew on the style the style of brutalism. The world the world is loaded with vertical streaming, a rendering technique that omits objects below and above the player's field of view, rendering only the elements that appear on the screen to save memory and make visible objects look more detailed. By August 2018, the story was completed and could facilitate a complete playthrough. The content was nearly complete in mid 2019, with the rest of the development focused largely on polishing. Staff started remote work in March 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, causing a halt in localization. Despite the studio's disavowal of mandatory overtime in May and June 2019, crunch time was implemented in the final weeks. What? In October 2020, Cyberpunk was released to manufacturing. Um, Marcello Gandini's designs, who is a Italian car designer most known for creating the Lamborghini Mura, the Countach, and the Diablo. Very famous Lamborghini... Uh, late 80s, early 90s designs. I'm sad. I know what none of that means. Uh, his designs from the 80s and 90s shaped most of the vehicle's looks. It features a motorbike from the Akira manga and anime film and a car inspired by Mad Max Fury Road. In July 2018, actor Keanu Reeves was approached to the, for the role of Johnny Silverhand, codenamed Mr. Fusion to maintain secrecy. He would lend his likeness, vo likeness to, voice, and do motion capture for the character. Reeves' dialogue amount is the second only to that of V, who's the main protagonist. Having spent 15 days recording his lines, Reeves was later granted his request that Silverhand's screen presence be doubled. <laughs> hey, put me more in this game. <laughs> uh, Masa Masane Sukuyama portrays Arasaka Corporation leader Sabaru Arasaka in Japanese for all regions, and the voice acting is not localized. Musician and producer Grimes voices the front woman of Lizzie Wizzy in the Meta Dwarves. I don't think I ever met that character. <laughs> Well, it's probably for the best because you know, she's out there having babies with Elon Musk. Ugh. You gross. 
so yeah, that's kind of development. Also, they've like delayed this game multiple times. Um, I don't know why I'm so stuck on the fact that you said that they use like brutalist architecture, but that is just so strange to me. Why? Why? Why is that strange to you? I just don't associate brutalism with cyberpunk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they understood what cyberpunk was. Okay, well, that's valid then. Because <laughs> we were talking about this um, the other day, but like, it, this very much feels kind of like just a, a very surface reading of like the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. Like, anything this game does has been done better in multiple avenues and mo other forms of media. Years ago. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's just, I don't know why it struck me so weird as, like, when I heard brutalism, but it did. Mm -hmm. um, also, I, I mentioned this before we started recording, but um, the uh, the Keanu breathtaking moment was, like, the best thing that came out, out of this game existing. He is, he's really good in this game. I bet he is. Keanu I mean, Reeves not... in general is good. It's not like a Kiefer Sutherland situation where they got him in for like two hours and just because Hideo Kojima really liked him. Like, he is in this game a lot. Double what he was supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it works because like that character is, you know, very prominent and also like a big component to the main story and everything. Like, you need to have that character around. Mm hmm. And, like, just the way they kind of present that character, they give the backstory of it, the way his character interacts with the protagonist and everything, like, it's all really well done. And a lot of that is due to Keanu's, like, you know, his line reading and, like, how he's able to make this character become its own thing. So, hey, that's good. That is good. Uh, also, like we mentioned, this game got delayed a lot. A lot. Uh, E3 2019. There was an initial release date of April 16th, 2020. That eventually got pushed back to September 17th. That eventually got pushed back to November 19th. And then that eventually got pushed back to December 10th. Which apparently the developers received death threats over that last delay. What? I mean, it's not surprising. The, cyber, the people who were really into this game were really into this game. That's true. Also, the people who are like really into this game tend to be like also the gross... Twitter edge yeah. awards. Uh, the final delay was decided suddenly with discussions commencing a day before the initial announcement. And due to Polish law, CD Projekt was not allowed to inform every member of the development team due to its large size. Around 90% were not informed until the very last minute. What? So there's that. How is that? I don't understand the Polish law thing. Like, what? I don't either. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um... The, the current gen versions were supposed to come out last year, then eventually it got delayed till 2022. Um, they did make those those upgrade paths for if you have the old versions on console, those are free. So all you need is just like a PS4 copy of the game and you can just put it in your console and it's like, here you go. Have at it. Woo. That's at um, least something. Yeah. I'm trying, I think, I don't remember if they ever talked about, like, what exactly their deals, I mean, they they came out literally, like, this week and talked about, hey, we're still making expansion for this game. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they ever said, like, hey, we're going to, like, if we're going to charge people for that, because I don't know if you can charge people for it 
after everything that went down. Yeah, I don't think so. You you probably shouldn't. Just, you know. It's a mess. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, let's see. How long are we in this po- half hour in and now we can actually talk about the video game? <laughs> Woo! Oh, man. So yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I played the PS5 version of this. Performance-wise, it seemed okay. Like, there's still issues of, like, cars phasing in and out and cars, like, driving through, phase through cars and stuff like that. Sometimes the AI and driving is weird. Like, that was definitely a big thing that they had to fix at release and all that sort of stuff. Um, It is janky. Like, this is def- It feels like a Bethesda game. Oh, boy. <laughs> With the jankiness of, like... Characters will just do weird animations at times. <laughs> I I talked to you how like I was doing like the uh, the the tutorials mm-hmm. and like one of them was for like the 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 hand the hand combat and like the training dummy I was having to fight would just randomly like at two times it randomly decided I'm gonna T pose for a split second. Yep. <laughs> I was like, all right, um, but yeah, like characters will do some weird animations at times, just no reason whatsoever. Um. You mean you just don't just like randomly typos? Yeah, it's stuff like that. Um, but like, I, I didn't like. I said I didn't have really many crashes except for the one at the very end of the game, which <laughs> I just thought was funny. Well, it, you said that it also like messed with your save file, which is yikes. I don't know if it actually did or not, because like I was still able to load it up, mm. and like nothing seemed out of place. I think it maybe just confused the PS5 into be like into the, like the the cloud save doohickey. Ah, uh, maybe. I think that confused it, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, there was also like that, that weird, I was like, hey, your, one of your saves might have been corrupted. And I was like, huh? <laughs> Excuse me? Ugh. What a bad time to actually, like, potentially have a corrupted save file, though. <laughs> like, at the very right? end. Oh, that would be, I, I just would have stopped. I would have quit. I forever. mean, like, I did have multiple backup hard saves. It does autosave a lot, so I had a lot of those. So, like, I wasn't, like, SOL. But it would have been very fun. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if I got to the very end and if I had, like, not enough backups or, like, not enough of a situation where I felt like it was okay, I would have noped the f*** out. Yeah. Just, nope, all right, guess I'm not supposed to finish this. I'll watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe. Um, A lot of this game reminds me of the the last Deus Ex game they made. Okay. The Square Enix made. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way, like, you know, it's, like, you know, it's a first-person shooter, but also you have, like, techie skills that you can do, like, hack people and hack different things around the environment and stuff like that. Hack your voice, I'm in. Yeah, and, like, you can also do, like, stealth and all that sort of stuff, so definitely very reminiscent of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, just the gameplay itself is okay. Like, it's not a great first-person shooter or anything like that, but, like, it gives you enough kind of, like, variety that you can kind of look past it. Um. Vehicles don't don't drive well. <laughs> they are very squirrely. Oh no! And it also doesn't help that a lot of like the the designs of the cars are very um, inspired by like eighties designs, so they're very boxy mm-hmm. and wide. So like trying to drive around these more narrow streets is kind of a pain in the butt. So I usually just drove around on a motorcycle the whole time, <laughs> which is not probably what you should be doing in a game like this. Like they they make all these cars that they want you to drive and you're just like, I'm going to drive a motorcycle because it's small and I can weave in through traffic. I can navigate. Yeah. So yeah, like I didn't drive a lot of cars in this game just because like they were just so squirrely. Like you just like move the stick a little bit just to like 
correct your driving and be like the back end's just like whipping out and stuff like that it's just like this is not fun <laughs> that's chaotic yeah yikes so that was kind of a a bummer um i think the big uh, like the the big key point or the key drawing point of this game is like the characters because mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of like decent to good written characters in this game decent that like to good yeah, I'm, look, to be fair. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating your phrasing, my friend. <laughs> I'm appreciating it. Like, there's, like, a lot of the characters, like, you know, or at least some of, like, the, the more main characters that you run into, like, you know, they, they actually make you, like, care about these characters and, like, how they have, like, their relationship with you and everything and, you know, what you do with them in the game and how you interact with them and all that sort of stuff. Um, I thought that was probably, like, maybe my favorite part of this game. Mm-hmm. Even though I think kind of the story is this, eh. So, I thought that was good. Um, I'm gonna give you my gripe here. Okay. Because um. You only have one. No, this is just a gripe I've come up with because it's just a it's a recurring thing that I've seen in other games. That now I'm just going to I'm gonna I'm gonna vent my frustrations. You're, you're so boxed. I'm airing my grievances. Let's go. Um, this game has romances. Okay. Correct. And usually with games like this, you know, you do the romance side quest and everything, you get together with said person, and then they basically just disappear from your life forever in these games. Yep. Um, this kind of does that. Like, you still get, like, text messages from the person you romance throughout the, the story. So, like, it does kind of, like, seem like, hey, they're still a thing in your life. But, like, let me interact with this person more than just, like, oh, you have done your quest? Okay, see you later. <laughs> You're invisible to me now. Yeah. Fake. <laughs> Give me, give me the 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 dating mechanic, dating sim. <laughs> Have some like domesticity to it. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm gonna show up to like, I don't know, my dwelling, and oh, hey, there's my my. Let partner. me call them over to hang out. If you're gonna let me buy like five apartments, <laughs> let me call over the significant other to let them hang out. <laughs> you know, that's 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 fair. That's that's all these games need to do. It's just expand upon that that's my gripe no, that's fair that's i'm getting fair. off my soapbox now Bloop. Bloop. no it's totally totally fair like that is that is a valid criticism of romance and video games in general mm-hmm. is that like hey you you maxed them all right get out of here get out of here you're <laughs> not gonna show up until the end of the game now if you show up at all yeah Ugh. uh well you want to hear about the story of this game hit me I'll tell you the. I'll give you the Wikipedia sub slow plot, plot summary. Okay. Cause like it, it's weird. Cause like there's obviously there's there's two acts to this game. Seems weird. What? Like Act One is kind of like the prologue of everything that sets the rest of the game up, and Act Two is kind of like where the game really opens up and allows you to explore the entire map and everything, and you get the big three, uh, story missions that kind of set up for the end of the game. But that's where you can kind of do a lot of the side missions. It felt weird to me though because like I thought this was going to be just like the the middle portion of the game. Mm-hmm. So like I did the three main story quests eventually after doing like all the side stuff that I wanted to do. And then it was like, all right, well now you're at the point of no return mission. And it was like, wait, what? 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 <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> What's happening here? Oh my God. So yeah, that was, that was weird. Anyways, let's talk about this game. Okay. The game begins with the selection of one of three life paths, life paths for the player character V uh, a nomad, which is what I chose, which means like you're a person who is out in like the the badlands, living with a family. Whoa. 
except your character like abandons their family and goes off to to night city essentially because they're unhappy with how things have developed within the family you know it's about family you had a family and then you're like goodbye family yes oh that's I, I did the un-Vin Diesel thing. You're the anti-Vin Diesel. Yes. Uh, you can be a street kid, which means like you grew up on the streets and you hung out with gangs and stuff. Tough. Or you can be a corpo and you were a former corporate person. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, that sounds gross. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, all three life paths involve V starting a new life in Night City with local thug Jackie Wells and having various, in- various adventures with a netrunner T-Bug. In 2077, local fixture Dexter Deshawn hires V and Wells to steal a biochip known as the Relic from Arasaka Corporation, which is basically the big corporation in this game. Mm -hmm. They acquire the Relic, but the plan goes awry when they witness the murder of the megacorpse leader Saburo Arasaka at the hands of his treacherous son, Yorinobu. Yorinobu covers up the murder as a poisoning and triggers a security sweep in which T-Bug is killed by Arasaka's netrunners. V and Wells escape, but Wells is fatally wounded in the process, and the Relic's protective case is damaged, forcing V to insert the biochip into the cyberware in their head. Which is, like, that was a sad moment, because, like, they they give you a lot of time with Jackie as, like, a character. Like, he's, like, your your bud, your partner who you go out with on jobs, because, like, you know, you're a mercenary and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, oh, he's dead now. And I was just like, oh, that's that's a bummer. <laughs> this character was fun. Yikes. Um. Deshaun, fur- furious at the unwanted police attention, shoots V in the head and leaves them for dead in a landfill. Game over. <laughs> Except you're not dead. Of course not. Why would you be dead? Upon awakening, V is haunted by the digital ghost of war veteran turned iro- iconic rock star Johnny Silverhand, believed to have died in 2023 during an attempted thermonuclear attack on Arasaka Tower. What? Congratulations, you have the ghost of a terrorist in your head now. <laughs> And it's also Keanu Reeves? And it's also Keanu Reeves. <laughs> huh. V wait, 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 wait. Did you say he was a rock star? Yes. So he's a rock star terrorist? Yes. He's an anti-corporation, anti-capitalist rock star. Okay. And he's Keanu Reeves. And he's Keanu Reeves. And he's haunting you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Just, just, you know, clarifying. Yes. V learns from their Ripper dog, which is just a fancy doctor who can put cybernetic stuff in you mm-hmm. uh victor vector that deshaun's bullet triggered resurrection nanotech on the biochip repairing the damage to v's brain but starting an irreversible process to overwrite their memories with those of silverhand leaving v only a few weeks before the process completes the biochip cannot be removed so v must seek out a way to remove silverhand and survive so if you you're you're dying now oh even though you died already and if you don't do anything johnny silverhand is going to take over your body Keanu Reeves? And become you. Yes. Through reliving Silverhand's memories, V learns that in 2023, Silverhand's then-girlfriend, Alt Cunningham, had created Soul Killer, an artificial intelligence able to copy Netrunner's minds through their neural links. However, the process d- destroyed the target's brain. Arasaka kidnapped Cunningham and forced her to create their own version of Soul Killer, which would store the minds of its targets in Arasaka's digital fortress, Mikoshi. Silverhand led a rescue effort to save Cunningham, but failed to find her before Arasaka used Soul Killer on her. Silverhand's later thermonuclear attack was a cover to free Alt's consciousness from Arasaka's subnet, but Arasaka captured him and used Soul Killer on him as well, which is how they get the relic, and that's how he ends up in your head. Hmm. Um, so yeah, basically, the three main missions see you going through, like, just trying to find a way to get this chip out of you and fix so you don't die and have this dude take over your mind. All the while, like, when you first wake up and he's, like, trying to kill you mm-hmm. so he can take your body, you basically start, like, having this, like... He becomes your partner throughout the rest of the game. 
Huh. Um, and like you have like all these talks with him that no one else can see because he's he's in your like head and he you can see him like floating th- or like just walking around the environment while no one else can. And you have like conversations with him. And it's like you have you begin like this like budding friendship or frenemy ship, depending on how you want to take it, take the character and all that sort of stuff with him throughout the rest of the game. And like he'll influence your decisions and all that sort of stuff and talk you through various stuff of like, oh, this is what I would have done in your shoes and kid and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, things like things of that nature. It was very weird because like I did the first thing of act two where like he tries to kill you and then i went out and did some side quests and then like do some of these side quests he's acting like all buddy buddy and i was like wait this is a very what, what's, 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 happening here? <laughs> what's going on here yeah so you do the thing where like you know you learn about alt and everything and then you find her in cyberspace and talk to her and she's just like an ai now and doesn't really care but she's like i guess i'll help you if you figure out a way to get into arasaka tower and get to makoshi i'll i'll, I'll help you out there you find a dude who made the relic and be like, hey, fix this for me. He's like, I can't really do that. I we this is a that was the beta we made. I don't know about the specs of it. Or, I mean, I know the specs of it. Here's the blueprints and everything, but like, I can't really help you. I don't know what to do. And then you help um like the bodyguard of Sabaro Arasaka, who realizes that his, you know, the dude got betrayed by his son and mm-hmm. wants revenge. So like you have to go like find a way to talk to the dude's daughter and be like hey your brother killed your dad <laughs> that's messed up right also this character has a thing in their head from you guys and once it fixed you gotta help her so you gotta do all of that and then eventually once you do all that uh the daughter's like hey i'll help you out um but you gotta come with me and testify in front of the arasaka board that hey he committed patricide and that's bad but also you can do all these other things because that's where like kind of like the big ending choices diverge for you. So yeah, um, let's see. By 2077, Arasaka was advertising a secure your soul program and conducting secret research into writing a digital copy of the mind into a living human brain from which the relic arose. Eventually, V must decide whether to mount an attack on Arasaka Tower to gain physical access to Mikoshi and use Soul Killer to remove Silverhand from their body, or I guess you could be like, hey, this guy's bad. <laughs> no good. No. Uh, depending on player actions throughout the game, V can choose between different options to conduct the attack. V can decide to commit suicide. <laughs> Yikes. That's the bad ending. Allowing Silverhand to stage the attack with his former crew, mount the attack with a network of allies assembled during the game, or mount the attack solo. Regardless, after successfully using Soul Killer, it is re- revealed that the damage to V's body is irreversible. Depending on the player choice, V either remains in their body with an uncertain life expectancy or allows Silverhand to take over permanently, in which case he pays his respect to his friends and leaves Night City to start a new life. Huh. So congratulations, you save your life, but also you don't really save your life. The end. Huh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, can't have a happy ending. Cyberpunk. Mm. Um. The ending I went with was that one of the the three main missions earlier like you meet up with this other nomad group and you meet up with one of the characters who runs with them mm-hmm. and you help them out through a series of missions and everything and like kind of become ingratiated in that group and everything and the ending i went with basically is like hey i'm gonna call on them to help me storm the tower and everything 
And through that, they basically were like, hey, you're now a part of the family. You're you're in our group now. We're going to help you do this and everything. Um, a couple people die during the mission because, of course, they do. And, like, the leader of that clan gets his head stomped in, which is real nasty. Yeah. So, like, the character you run with becomes the new leader and everything. And, like, the ending is essentially, like, you do the whole thing where you get Johnny out of your mind and everything. He's like, oh, good luck, kid. I'm going to cyberspace. <laughs> and then essentially you and the rest of the crew and like your romantic interests leave night city and head out because also you're very wanted for breaking into this tower and everything. <laughs> um, and are just going to try and find like a new life somewhere else and hopefully be able to like fix you, find a way to fix you essentially. Huh. Which I think is like the closest thing to like a good ending this game has. <laughs> right. And also, it felt like it felt reasonable for like the character I had made of like, hey, this was a former nomad who's like broke out of their family and now finds this new nomad group that they're real cool with and is able to join a new family, kind of make it come full circle essentially. Mm-hmm. So like, I felt it felt good in that aspect. But also, like, it was definitely the least like, oh man, your character is not doing well and just seems like a butthole, <laughs> or you don't have your character anymore type ending. At least for me. Because hmm. I definitely looked up these endings before doing them. Just be like, which one do I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw this one. I was like, this is probably the one I want to do. But yeah, like, I mean, like, a lot of the story is, you know, just dealing with, you know, individuality and, like, what it what it means to be an individual and, like, what happens when there are two consciences inside a person, how that works out, who's going to become the person and all that sort of stuff. But again, it's like, you know, this isn't anything new that has been done in this genre. This is all stuff that has been done previously. Mm-hmm. And, if, and like I said, it just feels like there has been so many other things that have done this, that have done it well and done it better that it just feels like, you know, it's yeah, this is like, you know, futuristic sci-fi, but like, if I really wanted good stuff from this, I would go elsewhere from this. Yeah. And, like, another thing I think is kind of a bummer about this game is that, like, it would be real interesting to kind of see, like, you know, how the world got the way it is. And, like, I think a lot of that is done through a lot of the, like, collectible, whatchamacallit, like, um data pad pickups that give you like just a bunch of like text and everything but there's like so many of them and i don't want to read through all of them no that but i want to know how this 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 setting kind of came to be but it's just like i don't want to read through all that just you could tell me through the story that's what i was thinking is like that would be a good way to add like additional supplementary information but like it's a lot i don't know maybe just put some of that in the actual story yeah maybe i don't know also, you can read poetry in this game. So, then, and also, our boy William Blake is in this video game. Yes. So, count, add that, add another one to him. Check mark. Yep. I saw that in the credits and I was like, ha, ha. That's funny. <laughs> well, uh, it's a shame that uh, after Devil May Cry 5, which was a fantastic, amazing, beautiful, brilliant game, um, <laughs> that, that, William Blake is now here. Yeah. Yeah. Justice for William Blake. Yes. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, I think as well, like the the city itself, like the design of the city, kind of just doesn't feel that great. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels real bland to drive through. Like there's nothing, especially within the city itself. There's not a whole lot that like kind of differentiates itself. Like once you get to, like kind of like to the outskirts of the city, it starts to because like it's like oh here's the desert, <laughs> or here's like the very rundown places. But like when you're inside a city, like everything just kind of feels very samey and similar. That it's like there's not a whole lot of like ways to really tell where you are. Like, and it's not a huge huge map either, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of surprising because you would think with the way this game is, like it would be a rather large map, but like. It does feel kind of smaller in in scope, which I thought was interesting. Kind of disappointing. I'm kind of shocked by that. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, this is a video game. <laughs> oh man! If you weren't aware. Um. I do appreciate that, like, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, how, how's it going when you're playing? And you're like, yep, I'm, I'm playing it. I mean, I did play the game for, like, 40 hours, so. No, you did, you did. It definitely scratched that, like, open world itch that I had been having recently, so, like, I can't fault it for that. Like, I think if, like, if you're going to play this, play it on a decent, or not a decent, but, like, a good PC setup, or on the current-gen consoles, that's going to be the best place to play this game. Mm-hmm. And also, just, like, go into it with the, the, the mindset of, like, you know, it's a fine, it's a fine, it's fine. I wouldn't say it's bad, I wouldn't say it's good, it's fine. It's okay. okay. Yeah. Just think, hey, this is going to be kind of like a janky Bethesda game, but maybe not as good. <laughs> <laughs> And I think you'll you'll have like a decent time with it, especially because if you can get it for dirt cheap. Yeah, I mean, like if you're getting it for five bucks, like I, that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Um, I I do appreciate your route though of not giving them money. So. Yeah. Although, like, how much money are they actually gonna get off a five dollar sale? I mean, true, but also like. Yeah. No, I get. They it. didn't get a single penny off of me, so. Good. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Little gremlin. That's me. Yeah, they said yeah. so they shouldn't get your money. I am curious to see what they would do as like for an expansion of this game. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the main story is pretty cut and dry of like, you know, beginning and end. Like I obviously you could do like other stuff within that story, but like I'm curious to see how they do it, like or what they would do, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd pay for it though. <laughs> That's the thing. And yeah, like everything about this game really makes sense of why they are like, yeah, we're going to use Unreal Engine 5 for when we make The Witcher 4 now. <laughs> <laughs> we came we came to that conclusion. <laughs> oh man. I think if anything else came out of this whole snafu, um I I got to learn how terrible of a company they are. Yeah. And I feel like that's good news for me to know. Yeah. Um, Because I was not as aware of how trash they were. I don't think a lot of people were. Yeah. Because they definitely had that veil of like, oh, we are very consumer friendly and everything. Look at all we have done for our games and for GOG and everything. Right. 
And then this just broke the the dam open. Apparently, there's also some like gamergate ish stuff there yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. I'm like, what? So yeah, it it basically was like, here's this nice curtain. Okay, we're gonna pull it back. Oh god, there's just a pile of stinking <laughs> garbage here. I, I don't think they pulled it back. I think it just got caught on fire. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. There was a curtain. It is now gone because it imploded on itself. It's basically like if I were running around in Saints Row 4 and <laughs> the, the curtain is just like, well, I, I can't exist anymore because the little pyro's here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was just that, that that curtain was destroyed and so was my view of them entirely. Which, like I said, I'd rather know that than not know it. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, it just always sucks to find that out because you're like, oh, good, another one is absolutely freaking garbage. Cool. That's the games industry for you, essentially. Uh, trust me, don't I know it? What? 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 Terrible. Oh, boy, oofa doofa. But yeah. I can't complain about this game. I mean, I can't complain about this game. I can't complain, <laughs> complain about this game for getting it cheap and, you know, mm -hmm. the time I put into it. So, like, it's better than what I thought, but, like, even then, it's it's, it's all right. Mm -hmm. It's fine. An okay video game. Yeah. You could certainly do worse. It's Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah. He's, he's an all right dude. We yeah, like Keanu. That, that definitely helps. <laughs> I, I I think that's probably like one of the pluses of this game. I would agree with you on that. I didn't even play it, and I'm just like, yeah, Keanu Reeves, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who's not garbage, yay! Keanu Reeves, please don't become garbage. Please don't reveal that you're actually garbage. Just <laughs> please stay the way you are now. It's all I'm asking of you. The world is terrible. I need to keep the fact that Keanu Reeves is not awful alive. <laughs> Don't mess this up for me, Keanu. I'm relying on you. Well, there you go. That's right. <laughs> we eventually talked about it. We did. We eventually talked about it. It is... In fact, a video game mm -hmm. that you can now play on all storefronts. Since it has been returned, albeit with a warning. <laughs> warning. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, that's going to do it for us. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Al Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm -hmm. Next week, we'll talk about something else. I might have Cross finished by then, maybe. Well, maybe we'll talk about that or something else. Maybe, we'll see. <laughs>